Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Dabble and Dribbling with Alex and Bry. As oh, we're not doing that yet, <laughs> you forgot what we were doing. They Alex, didn't hear me say anything. Well, I saw you. <laughs> anyway, we're just going to continue on because this is fun. Um, it's time for business. Are you following us on social media? Because you should. Where are we at, Alex? We're on the Instagram. Yes. We're definitely on the Book of Faces. Yes. And we're on the tweets. Yeah, we're on the tweets. And it's at Dabble and Dribbling. Make sure you check us out. Um, slide into our DMs. We do respond. And by we, I respond. If you're at, looking for Alex's number, I will give it to you. Uh-huh. She's much more uh, for, uh, gracious in the, in the DMs than I would be. So you definitely hit us up. Yeah. But you can't get my number. You should ask for it. She's different now. She's changed a lot. <laughs> I hate you. Uh, um, so what are we talking And obviously subscribe and rate and all those wonderful oh yeah, things. Please give, please give us a rate. You're I look so, out there. Why are you I so desperate? A, no, now I feel like there's a there's a call to action now. Because yes. I have a friend I just uh, know from a while back. And I just found her podcast. I uh-huh. didn't know she had one. Yeah. She has... Um, three episodes which I listened to them very very yeah. lovely yeah. Um, and I'm waiting to see what she's going to do more uh-huh. but um, she has five out of 5.0 stars <laughs> of six ratings and we've done 52 episodes <laughs> all hey, I'm saying is I'm feeling I a just, little some type of way <laughs> maybe we should talk to your mom about rating us <laughs> just rate us anything I'll be happy if we get a three preferably a five but like just put it out there we sound so desperate any hoozle any hoozle so we, we talked talk- about a lot of stuff we did. We talked about Ocean's Eight. You didn't like it apparently, but I thought it was fine. Whatever. Next. You brought the Carters into the conversation. Uh, gave me life. You're gonna be as, okay. As 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 Beyonce does. All the feels. And I guess Jay Z too. My <laughs> gosh, we got into uh, the U.S. border politics, which we talk on that for a while, but that really hurts our hearts. So we, yeah. we brought that up, and we hope that people uh, listen to the Figure conversation. Figure their life out, yeah. And then just to round it out on some love tip, we talk about Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande, and who saw that coming? You know what? Love is weird. Love is bad, but love is also really sweet. Yeah. So I'm happy for them. On the basketball tip, what did yeah. we talk about? Um, we talked about what happened at the finals, which no one was surprised about. And yep. uh, we kind of just could talk about free agency and the trades and predictions. And yeah. So much going on in the uh, off season. So we're just anticipating that, waiting to see what happens. And for those of you who don't know, um, our plan moving forward, like we did last year, during the off season, we'll be coming at you every other week. So... We'll be back in two weeks after this episode. So outside of that, make sure you check us out and uh, let's get on with the show. Yeah. What up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Dabble and Dribble with Alex and Bry. Hey. It is... Where's your mic? My mic is over here. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Where are you, buddy? I'm back in the room. Um... It is episode 52. Um, we had a little bit of a hiatus last week because life happened. Life happened to Bri. I was chill. First of all, you don't have to blast my <laughs> my stuff all I didn't up and- go into detail. All <laughs> yeah. I said was we, we took, for my partner here, we, we took a little <laughs> week off, but that was fine because not much happened in the basketball world anyway. Are you actually kidding me right now? I mean, what we thought would happen happened. So right. I, I would say not much happened. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, so we apologize for uh, not being there. But, you know, life happened and life happens sometimes and that's okay. Yeah. Glad you're okay. I'm totally okay. We're, we're all fine. We're, we'll see. <laughs> there you go. Guys, I'm fine. It's just, you know. 
It's like feelings, emotions, and my body decides to like break down on me sometimes. It happens. You know. Life, life, life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> yep. Sometimes some of them Thanks, have food boys. poisoning. <laughs> I don't, I'm just giving you an out. Um, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so before we begin, how are you, bud? I'm it's, good. We it just, was. I will say it was weird not hanging out with you last yeah, week. Yeah, it was weird. I hung out with a, a boat full of 4,000 white Republicans. Uh, how was that? Well, I, in a nutshell. <laughs> in a nutshell. I know we already kind of processed this. We, but. we pretty much processed it. I came to a few realizations uh-huh. on my cruise line out to Bermuda. Um, I didn't tell you this. It's Uh-oh. it's weird, as I was just alluding to, there are some people within the ship yeah. demographics who don't realize what we look like as a group. There's 4,000 Americans on this boat. Right. Sorry. Some people on Royal Caribbean, <laughs> sponsored by Royal Caribbean, <laughs> the woman who gave the orientation session to us, uh-huh. it's like, now, are we on a boat or are we on a ship? We're on a ship. Right. Because we have lifeboats. Oh, Boats my. on a ship. I was like, if you don't move <laughs> along, Betsy, I, this this orientation needs to end. Um, I call it a boat, so forgive me. Um, anyway, on this boat, we have 4,000 Americans. Right. Majority white. And so we're going to a largely black and people of color island. Yeah. And, and so for me, we show up there. We're the second cruise liner that day to show up. Ooh. So we. There's a lot of white people there. You know, we colonizing. Get on, we, and I get on to this the the minivan takes us to the shore. Yeah. Uh, where the beaches are, and we want to go to the specific beach. And one of the white guys on the minibus is asking the black driver, "Oh, so you know this beach? Is it like really nice? So, yeah, it's pink sand. It's really nice, and you know it's one of our best beaches. And like, oh, okay, that'll be nice. They get there. And, you know, it's a beach sponsored by Pepsi. It's got all <laughs> the stuff. It's got the deck chairs. The business is booming. Right. And, he, and the guy goes, whoa, sure is busy on this beach today. And I'm like, I wanted to say, sure are a lot of white colonizers on this beach today. I'm Sounds sorry. Sounds about right. We just shipped in, what, 8,000? Two, two shiploads. <laughs> two shiploads of white Americans to a brown island to what take over their commerce for like 36 hours well that and you know boot you know help their economy yeah I know and it is a service economy which I'm happy to pitch in right but ultimately I felt like uh, we should really be mindful that we are in someone else's home you know we should you know wipe our feet before we get in and not make asses of ourselves and this sort of thing Ugh, so real but I learned a lot about America on that trip, and I journaled a lot, and oh, I definitely good. watched uh, a lot of CNN in our cabin, so I was very much aware of what was going on in the world, uh, um, and I was like, wow, I can't express any of these opinions on this ship. They because... will make me walk the plank. Because <laughs> <laughs> they voted for this president. <laughs> how, how are you doing? Uh, I'm good. I'm in like a weird headspace, but like good. In like a reflective headspace mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is kind of it's like a cool place to be yeah from what you've told me it sounds like you've got a lot of uh I got exciting a lot of, stuff going on i don't know about it i'd be, call it exciting i think you're excited because you've never seen me like this yeah it's fun to watch yeah and i and i just <laughs> i just cuss a lot <laughs> i'm usually like i don't know why i'm feeling this it's really annoying and i just say Fuck. Yeah, yeah. You should you should just go with it. I'm here for you, buddy. When, I, you know, I know. I appreciate that. You need to process. It's it's. I'm. Uh, I think what I've realized 
uh, in the past like couple of weeks has been um, I'm really really grateful for the tribe that I have mm. you know of, of like my family friends um, chosen family like you know it's just like it's one of those like okay I'm like feeling all these things I'm in my head and I need to say this to somebody mm. and for them to be like get out of your head like mm. you're overthinking this like chill yeah two people have already told me Straight you up. need to chill Straight up. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. You're going to be great. Yeah. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I Another comment, but another another day, <laughs> another time. Um, but yeah, no, I'm good. It's just like I'm trying to find kind of joy in this like very interesting, like mm-hmm. emotional journey that I'm in, like a mental, emotional journey that I'm in. I'm like very open to things that I haven't been in the past with like dating, with relationships, with work. Um, so just these past, even like these past two weeks, I was just like you know um so one of the reasons why we also didn't record was my friend died last week too so that was like a thing that i was dealing with um and i was still processing all of that too so it was probably a good thing we didn't record Mm -hmm. last week on top Mm -hmm. of all the other life stuff that was happening because i was like ah this is really it's just like been an interesting couple of weeks and these i don't think it's gonna stop being interesting and i'm excited for that and also petrified Mm mm-hmm like nervous about all of the feelings that I'm having. Uh, I, yeah, <laughs> no, face. I hear you. No, I just I have no doubt that you ha- you are equipped with the uh, strength and fortitude and wisdom to handle those oh, things. I'm a boss. Clearly, It'll be fine. Clearly, Beyonce, boss. There you go. Um, speaking of Beyonce, yes. Do you know the Carters? They uh, dropped dropped an album. This is what I've heard. So I think they dropped it when you were gone. I believe. Was it? Or no, no, no. It was shortly after it was, I came you back. just you just got back. Yeah. When we were supposed to record it, we didn't. So um, they dropped it. It was only on title, and I absolutely subscribed to title through Wrigley's email because Wrigley has an email. Um, You're the best dog. For and so I have a six months free subscription of title. No, oh, great. Uh, which is lovely, um, and the album is awesome. Great. Everything is love. Is the title of the album cool? All in capital letters, and Do all the album, all the uh, all the songs are also capital letters. They're screaming it at you. Um, are there any mentions in here back to the Jay Z cheating thing? Yes. Oh God. This is a deeply like personal album for all of them. Okay. They like they talk about Kanye without saying Kanye's name. No way. Yeah. They talk. What about- do they call him? No, they didn't say Kanye's name. They're just like, if... So, Kanye was pissed. It's it's pretty widely known that Kanye was pissed that Jay-Z and B didn't go to his wedding. Right. And Jay's like, I'm not going to go. I'm, like, I'm not going to go to something if my wife and me are not good. So, even if my... Even if your... Like, if my house is burning, essentially. He mm-hmm. was just basically like, I had shit to take care of. And if you can't understand that, then we're not friends. And I was like, oh, Jay-Z, you said something. Um, Beyonce talked about how she doesn't stream Lemonade on Spotify because if she was worried about streaming, like streaming numbers, she would have put it on Spotify. But you know what? I have title because I own it. So I got fuck you money. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Absolutely. Um, but eventually the album is out on Apple Music and Spotify, so you can you can eventually actually, after a while. Yeah, it was like 
three day, two days. It was oh. back. Yeah. So it's on there. Oh, what's the point? All right. Okay. And, but on title, there is an exclusive track that isn't on the others. Um, okay. And the music video for Ape Shit, which is so good. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? Nope. Merchant. I'll watch. I mean, listen. I barely watch the things that you tell me to watch. How am I going to watch something Have you I haven't told me? Have I ever steered you wrong with anything that I've given you to watch? Uh, no, but you know my weak spots, and you exploit that by sending me Jennifer Lopez videos, <laughs> and I don't like that. So I don't I mean, watch those. those are very hot. She always slides out of my top ten until you send me one of those videos, and then she jettisons back up to number one again. She knows exactly what she's doing. She's like, this is for Alex Merchant. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I so why it. should I watch Ape Shit? It's so they went to the Louvre in Petty. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Louvre is always, like, busy, right? Like, there's always people going there to see sure. the Mona Lisa and all the other... It's huge. It's a huge It's freaking museum. big. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Never been. Very excited to go in the future. And so um, they shut that whole place down mm-hmm. and did their whole music video in there. Mm-hmm. And now everyone is going to want to go see Mona Lisa and take a picture with their boo in front of the Mona Lisa, the way Beyonce and Jay Z just stood in front of their like the bosses that they are. That's too much. It was it was so much beauty and so much melanin beauty, like all types of melanin. Yeah. It it gave me a lady boner. I was just like, this is very and Beyonce looks beautiful like she, thick yeah. as hell yeah yeah yeah. oh i is so into it i've seen some pictures of her lately mm-hmm. and uh did she cut her hair too a little bit is it, no. Say a little bit? no either way she, i mean it's, it could be a wig too i mean who's... maybe i thought you know wow hmm beyonce radiant just i mean she's glowing glowing mm-hmm. and i want to be like her when i grow up and i'm not a huge fan i mean i'm a beyonce fan in the same way that i only got on the train after the super bowl show right. she did yeah formation but Yes, uh, but I'm still not like in the beehive. But yeah, I do appreciate. You don't have to be. I appreciate what she is bringing as an artist now, and that she's doing this collaboration. She and her husband. Um, and this has been going on even before Lemonade. So like when Lemonade came out, mm-hmm. B and J were already like. There's interviews working of, on. We're this. already working on this collab yeah, yeah. Sure. collab album, but Beyonce stuff was just going faster. So Beyonce went first mm-hmm. and did her what is now formation lemonade. i mean oh, lemonade okay and then he did 444 and okay. then they were like it just tra- like happened this way got it um got it so interesting yeah no it's such a good it's it's a really good album i really love it ape shit is awesome boss is probably my favorite song okay um blue ivy makes a an appearance oh. uh she has uh, some audio credit what yeah it's pretty great um it's a great album Okay. I, I recommend. I will checks on this. Yes. Uh, what else is going on? Can we talk? Speaking of famous art museums yeah. and people who look thick as hell, real good. Did you see Ocean's Eight? I sure did. Okay. Did you? Yes. What did you think? Um, wow, that was a bad movie. Um, <laughs> but damn, Rihanna looked fire in that dress. <laughs> Uh, my yes child Mindy like, looked good Mindy looked nice and thick and beautiful mm-hmm, Rihanna mm-hmm. looked nice and thick and beautiful mm-hmm. yeah the movie wasn't like groundbreaking or amazing in like the the storytelling no who wrote that but I still enjoyed it because it was a bunch of badass women you know doing badass things Let's speak from a place of we don't know very much about this movie other than what we saw on the screen. Sure. So I'm there are questions I have that I could ask the internet 
No, okay. So internet says interesting. So the first Ocean's Eleven movie uh-huh. was eighty-five million dollars. Okay. The second one, this is the budget. Yeah. It's just the how much it cost to make it. Eighty-five million. The second one, Ocean's Twelve, uh-huh. one hundred ten million. They yep, said, they "Wow." Ocean's Twelve was pretty good, though. It was dope. It was. I, I enjoyed really it. enjoyed it. Yeah. Ocean's Thirteen. They brought it back to Las Vegas. Right. Eighty-five million. They're was- like, let's. Yeah. I didn't even like Ocean's 13 that much. I mean, I watched nah. it, but it was like, eh. It was kind of like, you know, Godfather 3. Oh, God. We don't no. really, it wasn't we don't that really, bad. It wasn't, well, but I think of Al Pacino when he does like the third rendition in any series. Mm-hmm. It usually doesn't go well. So like, yeah, that's the trend that I saw. Your daughter be in the movie and fuck it all up. Yeah, part of, well, part of, like, <laughs> yeah. when I think of Ocean's 13, sometimes I have this like, this cross pollination in my brain of, uh-huh. of movies where I just imagine like that's the one where Al Pacino is the casino owner and he gets shot on the staircase, right? Yes. Oh wait, no, that's Godfather Three. Yeah. With Ocean's <laughs> Thirteen, got it. Um, the it's bu- all together. The budget for Ocean's Eight was seventy million. Mm. It took it down a notch, but you also have three less people, right? Because it's eight people. I want to know why is it eight? Because that's what they needed. Is that what they needed, or that's all they could find? Well, I don't know. Um, they were saying, like, in the interviews when they were doing their press junket stuff, that they like, they all got along. There weren't any egos and stuff, which I was like, that's really dope that they actually all got along. Or at least that's what they're saying, right? Um, like, why would you need, for what they were doing, I feel like 8 was enough. Well, eight I feel is like enough. Ocean's 11, 12, and that's 13 could have been... Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Eight, 11, 12, and 13 could have been overkill for some of these jobs but they wrote it for eight people and i just feel like it it said to me no it didn't say to me but i feel like some people might look at that and say uh these are the most iconic we were able to muster 11 plus guys for three straight movies and all they could get for a, a women's edition of this was eight you know like it looks it looks a little uh, off balance on the scale. I can see that. I just, I just felt a little some way about that. But the writing of it, we couldn't have written this better <laughs> for these women. Okay, I find it wasn't with, that bad, Alex. I mean, the cameos, it was leaning heavily on cameos. Well, yeah. Fine to exonerate, uh, exonerate to exalt women like uh, Serena and Heidi Klum, and right. like it was great to see them in this. How did we get the Kardashians in this? Why did we put the Kardashians in this? Why Spoiler we, alert for why, anyone. Why do we ever put the Kardashians in I anything? I didn't like that they brought them into this. You're talking. Some of the women in that are like are, decades of legend. Right. And then there's the Kardashians. And then they these? They're a different kind of legend. I don't get it. I don't get it. Look legends at of the fall. The story. The story. <laughs> she found the fact that Anne Hathaway mm-hmm. figured it out. As the mark. Yeah. You're giving the story away. I don't... Spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't listened to this. I'm just <laughs> going like, to ruin everything <laughs> for Ocean's 8. Forward, forward about a minute, guys. Yeah, a minute no, or two. No, just three minutes. Because <laughs> yeah, i, I got to go in on this. Anne Hathaway figures out... What's happening. What's happening. Right. So then she comes back into the fold. So really... They were so bad at the actual execution well, of no, the Well, no, that's because the one person was bad. Which person again? Um, Helena... Bottom, bottom Carter, whatever. Her oh name yeah, is. she was be- the the still, designer. But still, there was a tell. There was a giveaway. That was the giveaway. Yeah, because she took the picture. Yeah, but you're not supposed to give it away. 
Like, right, but happen. she's not a trained thief. It doesn't. Well, we <laughs> in the Ocean's movies, you're bringing the best of the best of the best to the table. But she wasn't the best designer. She was the one that we, they could get. So it's different. Well, it's I'm different. Saying, what I'm saying <laughs> is, like, Danny Ocean selected his team well. Nobody gave it up. I try to say women don't know how to select teams. I'm saying how they <laughs> wrote this undersold the value of these thieves. I really wish they had done a better job at, at all of this right here. I'm and very perple- I'm very surprised, not perplexed, very surprised that you're so um you have feelings about this. And then at the end, the guy the the guy they're trying to like right. incriminate and frame for this. Right. The last thing you see with him is being questioned by authorities. Yep. You don't see any, there's no resolution of him going to jail or anything. I'm thinking, oh, if I were in that situation, yeah, he, you can't get him for anything. There's really nothing you can do right. to, you know, and so it, it left on a question mark for me and I thought, what are we doing? I do appreciate though that Aquafina's character, mm-hmm. Constance, mm-hmm. was the street savvy hustler, yeah. pocket thief yeah. and that. Rihanna played the hacker. Yeah. If those had been reversed, yeah. I think it would have played into stereotypes. Yeah, no. I appreciate that they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love that Mindy Kaling was a like a jewelry expert. Yeah. I, I thought was, that was I was great. like, that's so smart. I thought uh Sandra Bullock, good to see you again. Always nice when you come around. Kate Blanchett, dig it. Yeah. Um overall, it was a fine time to go to the movies, but if you went with your critics cap, what I don't like is Mindy Kaling coming out and saying i think some of the bad reviews i'm looking at it now it got 66 percent on rotten tomatoes 60 right. 6.3 out of 10 on imdb mm-hmm. mindy kaling said i think patriarchy is the reason partially why we're getting bad reviews um, i think there, there is that it's a, it wasn't a great movie but it, i still enjoyed it i enjoyed it in the same way that i could watch talladega nights wow like wow like because you have a penis. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say that. I, You're fine. part of the problem. <laughs> I, th- I'll take it, but all I'm saying is I haven't walked out of a movie in a while and felt like the writing mm. was that I really poor. didn't think it was that bad. The, okay, I'll say this too. Production value-wise, mm-hmm. I could tell when they were doing dub-overs on voice. and I saw. Oh, I wasn't them. even paying that much attention to that. Mm. And green screen shots. Well, green screens, yeah. I've, oh, like you yeah. used a green screen. You're yeah. at the Met. Like you're in New York. Why are you using a green screen That's on true. this? That's true. I was a little. I was a little perturbed by that. Mm. Oh, and sorry. Fast forward a minute if you're still here. Um, they brought back. You're feeling the, like yes. they're feeling like you're gonna bring back one of the guys. It's gonna be Danny or it's gonna be Brad Pitt. And they brought back the acrobat. Right. I thought Matt Damon had a cameo. Because he talked about how he had a cameo. I didn't see him. I didn't see it either. Didn't see him at all. I was like, of all the guys you brought back, you, first of all, you could have done this without him. Yes. But you brought him in for what? Like our amusement? To or... connect it, I guess. Yes. But Ruben was in the beginning. Yeah, that yeah. was fun. It was nice to see Ruben. But right. he's, you know, he got in and got out. He did right. his job. But ultimately, um, as a man who is trying to in my small ways, undo patriarchy and try and make good uh, with my masculinity and a feminist world, <laughs> trying to increase the equality. I was you looking forward be. to Ocean's 8 <laughs> and I was disappointed, not by the actresses, but by the writing. 
and production quality. I was like, ladies, we could have done better. Rihanna, you did great in that dress. Yeah, like, no, Ugh, Rihanna looks so good. Rihanna's hot. Anyone who criticized her for like body imagery stuff, like, did you listen? Also, she looks amazing. Also, go fuck yourself. Yes, she looks great. If you great. tell a woman that she looks anything other than beautiful, go fuck. Actually, if you say that to anybody, like that isn't any like you are a good person. You look okay. handsome, beautiful, pretty, whatever. That's just mm, my opinion. Yes, yes. Like, I, yeah. Yes, anyway. for things they can control. When you start getting like some tattoos on faces that like yeah, that's never sometimes cute. Uh, there's a rising trend of people getting uh tat or freckles tattooed on them right now. Seriously? Yeah. Okay. So I, there's a line with that. Like I hear what you're saying, but also. <laughs> well, there's there's stupid choices, but there's also like. Right. When someone gets a little heavier or skinnier, you don't have yeah, to comment yeah, yeah. on any yeah, of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is what people comment fair, on fair, Rihanna. Fair. Just saying. Um, that's, anywho. That's it. Um, so things are happening in our country, and that's all I have to say about that. Are you sure? That's. Because I don't, with everything that's happening in the border, with uh, people being detained and separated from their families, which apparently isn't happening anymore, which is good, but they're not bringing the people that they've separated together. Because apparently there's like 130 plus young people in New York being put in foster homes. Um, I don't know, man. This country has always been like this so i'm not mm. surprised but i'm also like really fucking over it mm. and i just i pur- purposely have not listened to any of the audio out that's out there of these kids crying or sure. i looked at some of the images and i've like oh, yeah. like it's been like a visceral like disgusting reaction um i didn't go protest yesterday which is unlike me but um yeah I'm just like really sad about it, and for everyone that's saying like this is not the this is not the America I know, it's like, mm. um, have who, you who have are you those people? Um, white people, oh. lots yeah. of white people, um, and I'm like, you know, this is like we've been doing internment camps like this for a minute. The country that we know <laughs> as people of color, yeah, this is normal. Yeah. We've we t- we've taken children away from slaves. Mm-hmm. We've put we've separated families in internment camps during um, World, World War Two. Yeah, Japanese Americans. The Japanese Americans and and non Japanese Americans. If you looked true. a little, if you looked a little Japanese, that's true. That's what that's you know. What, you got thrown in that if you look Japanese. In the same way, we had the Chinese Exclusion Act, mm-hmm. which wasn't really just for Chinese. No, if you look Chinese, if you look a little. You know, if you were Asian of any kind, mm-hmm. yeah, it's called the first travel ban, folks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just a mess, and I just like I'm, I'm at a. It's not a place of apath. I'm not apathetic because I'm, you know, donating my resources, time, and energy as I can, as I can, to um, the causes of trying to fix mm-hmm. the mess that is this situation. Um, but I'm I'm exhausted. This presidency and this administration is really exhausting. Yeah. And it's like not good for my health. The, the That's picture, all I have to say. The <laughs> picture of the kids in the um, orange jumpers mm-hmm. was really hard to look at and they look completely miserable and 
in one I was on that cruise ship and we had a TV in our cabin and the whole ship is predominantly Republican. Yeah. And yet we're watching MSNBC and CNN in our cabin and Rachel Maddow is on and uh, Brian yeah. Williams and that whole crew and they're talking about these camps and I see inside one of them there's a place in Texas for boys. Mm-hmm. The first thing you see is a picture and a quote by our current president about freedom or some bullshit. Mm-hmm. And it's about the flag, probably. It just reminded <laughs> me of like it's propaganda. Mm-hmm. You know, it reminded me of I won't even say, but I hark it harkened back to history with the internment camps for Jews mm-hmm. in in Germany. And there were slogans and propaganda up by the administration at that time. And I thought, why are we feeding people these hopes and things when we just pull them away from their families in these very unfeeling ways? I mean, for me, it's a human rights issue. It is. And there was a a meme or someone posted it on Twitter where they're like, if you are looking at the situation and asking if they, uh, if you know, did they come here legally or whatever, like, did they do, did they cross the border legally? Right. Um, this is not a pol- like. If that's your first thought, right. this is not a political issue. This is a moral issue. And I'm like, yeah. And um, one of my favorite poets, um, it's a it's a poem that she wrote uh, many years. Not many years ago, um, but it's called Home. And, uh, War, um, it's Warson uh, Shire, the person who helped with um, Beyonce's Lemonade album. Mm-hmm. Um, it's her, it was her poetry that was all over. That was what uh, Beyonce was saying throughout Lemonade. And one of the lines in Home is, you have to understand that no one puts their children in a boat unless the water is safer than the land. Yep. Straight out. I was just thinking that. And like... You don't understand. These people are not... They're not coming to steal anything from you. They're coming from a place of, like... Escape. Desperation and escape. And you are making their lives... Like, for whatever reason, this is safer than their home. Right. And that is, like... If you don't understand that, like, I I don't know if I can help you as a human person. Sure. And the, the commentary I'm seeing of a lot of white, you know, Republicans are like, don't try to, like soften this with these children crying and things like that. I'm like, but it's actually happening, you mofo. Imagine someone, if you're a parent, imagine you're escaping persecution for the sake of your family, and then someone separates you from your child or your children, and you don't see your children. And I was a war refugee, and I know that my parents were afraid of that. Mm -hmm. Because I remember distinctly my, my dad like holding my hand so tightly, Make it, or like carrying me because he didn't he wanted to make sure that I didn't get separated because mm-hmm. we're we were moving away from our home that we were not going to come back to mm-hmm. that that's the plan right that's it's the plan like we need to get and out we of had here. some struggles to get out mm-hmm. we eventually did safely during and this is during uh, the first Gulf War mm-hmm. um, when Iraq invaded Kuwait and we were living there but yeah that's the plan but when it doesn't Ugh, it just breaks my heart. I just can't even. It's it's an unfeeling thing to yeah. do, and if if you've ever been a parent, separated. I'm not a parent, and I so I don't. It doesn't 
weigh on me in the same way. But even as a human being, I imagine if I did have a child or more children Mm -hmm. and I didn't see them for any length of time and they were within the custody of the state, the mental and emotional trauma that I would be going through worrying about them. And then their mental, emotional trauma that they're going to be I'm worried through? about all of that for them, yeah. Because I think and it's dry, it would drive me up a wall. Um, that's the tort. And people who don't get that will say, they're fine. Like, the kids are in, in safe and the parents are safe. They just won't see each other for a while. That is torture. Like, You're, that is a doing, form of oppression and torture. And they're babies. Like, so yeah. Rachel Maddow, like, did I saw the breaking that. news. And, like, I yeah. couldn't watch the whole thing. Because... Yeah. Apparently, I cry when other people cry now yeah. because Wrigley broke me and probably some boys, too. Um, but um, it's one of those things like I I can't help you understand that people are valuable if you just don't if you can't get it. I, if you don't think that I can't help you. I just can't help you. I can't help you. There's. Uh... I saw, I, I saw a side of the United States uh-huh. on that ship yeah. of 4,000 that I don't readily see in New York City. And what was it? Was it Confederate flyers or something? No, you didn't see any of those outright, uh-huh. but you saw people who were from those regions. Sure. And having lived in regions of the Midwest and the South, I get that, but I sometimes forget how how uh, internal we become and how tribal we are about our people, our clan, our type, our regions. Mm -hmm. And if it's not within that purview, I once didn't see eye to eye with someone on a lot of issues where I think she would agree with the conservative side of this and the administration. Right. I once didn't see eye to eye with someone who couldn't understand me just as a person. She and I could not she was from the South and she had never been outside of her state and the border state. She had gone literally between a hundred miles difference in her life Mm -hmm. and she preferred it that way and she kept it that way and she didn't like to travel outside of that space, not because she was scared, but just because she didn't see the point in traveling outside of her nook. And so for me, traveling around the world is a priority. Going places to meet people and explore new cultures is a thing. So when I see other people coming into this country to try and make a better life for themselves, right? I see that as a community. I see this as a global community. So for me, those are still people. Mm. For people who come from a lot of the places in the United States who probably voted for this president, yeah. who were on that ship, more than 50% of them, they prefer not to think about things like this. When I tra- when I went to this island yeah. of brown people, the only questions I had were about the people who live on the island. What are their living conditions? What do they do on a day-to-day? Right. The people on the ship, <laughs> how many people... The sh- ship had, my mom said, can you believe there's 51 countries represented on this ship? Hmm. I said, mom, that's definitely just the crew. <laughs> and she said, yeah. no, it can't be. There's no way. By day three... She been was, walked, she, I said, do you still think it's the people? She's like, yeah. She no. goes, no, absolutely not. There's so <laughs> many white Americans on this boat. Um, 
So for me, it's the people who come from all over the world trying to make a better life for themselves. That's what the country is. That's right. what it always has been. Yeah. But if you, we get in the silo tunnel vision of I live in this state yeah. or I live in this town or I live in this country and yeah. then the news is nothing but just like today's headlines to you and you don't see the people in that, mm. I would question your ability to empathize and think broadly about what humanity is and especially for people who identify with a higher power people who identify with values of their religion and their faith Mm. who see this as a political issue instead of a human issue you got some real work to do Mm -hmm. i mean that and that's between you and and your god (laughs) like and also take my god's name out of your mouth it's i just want to say the fact that jeff sessions is using the bible as a means to justify this I mean like yeah Pharaoh did that that? yes I'm like yes let me it is biblical in that yes Pharaoh did that to uh, the Israelites and that's why Moses was on a fucking river to be saved because the river was safer than the land wasn't he on like an exodus is that what we call it no. The, the exodus of the, the Jews well, from Egypt? Yeah. That was that, right? Yes. I don't I, know my, my Bible, so. You can ask me. Okay. <laughs> um, it was an exodus that this story was taken, yes. Okay, okay. Because then he eventually helps lead the Israelites from Egypt to Jerusalem. Right. For Well, that eventually, to Canaan. Um, because. Thank uh, you. Yeah. That's why I keep you around. Yeah. He doesn't it. He doesn't make it there, but he, he, he helps start the like 400 mm-hmm. year track to get there. Yeah. Because they were doing it by walking. Um, yeah. I, we could stay on this topic longer, but I just want to point to what you're saying with the whole Jeff Sessions thing of uh, doing what, you know, tyrants and, and dictators in the past have done. We're in a place right now, and I haven't watched as much news as I've watched in the last week yeah. since watching all the MSNBC and CNN sure. on, on constant stream. Um, but man, watching that summit <laughs> with 45 and as he calls him, uh, the little rocket man or whatever, yeah. these two guys together, it was, you're talking about Kim Jong-un. Yeah. Kim Jong-un. I was looking at this and thinking anyone who's taken any history classes can tell you. Man, this is what a dictatorship does. You know what he said? You know what 45 said? About the beachfront property? No. You know what he said about... I? It was it was live on Fox News. It was uh-huh. recorded. He's like... Um, oh, about the line? About, about the people? Like, oh, about no. the people of, of North Korea. How, like, you know, his people... Oh, they love like, the, yeah. they, He, like, stands up and mm-hmm. they, like, stand up for him. He's like, I want my people to do that. I'm like, yeah. what people? Yeah. We, it was, what people? <laughs> No, Me? he was like he. No, he was saying these people really respect him and they give him their admiration when he speaks. They listen when he's in. He comes in the room. They stand. Like I want people to do that for me. He's like I want my people. To, that's what yeah. he said. I, and I was like, No. Are you no, the boo. king? No, you are the president. <laughs> boo, sit your ass down. No one. You work for us. <laughs> you <laughs> work, <laughs> we don't, no one likes you, snake. Um, um, d- but then he also. <laughs> but then. The two things that got me. He said the thing about that the, was good. He said the thing about the beachfront property with like, do you see North Korea's shores? Especially, you can see how nice that property is. You could put a condo on that. You can see when they're shooting the cannons off from the shores. Oh like, my I'm god! Just thinking, I'm just thinking. Did anyone think to put a condo there? Am I right? And then they asked him, you know, you <laughs> did this meeting with him. 
before anything was agreed upon, which nothing was agreed upon, right. you sat in a room with him, just you and him by yourselves talking about this. And their translators. And their translators. Yeah. Nothing was written down. What like what was the there point of that? There were a bunch of, of boys with egos. Yes, and he comes out of that just saying like, "Oh, we had a great time. He's got a good sense of humor." Da da da. Are you? He's a he is a, a maniacal tyrant. Yeah, like he's a dictator. <laughs> you have no idea the human rights violations that this guy has executed. And like, on especially his own my people. Korean friends who are like, he is a t- like he is an oppressor. Mm-hmm. That's what he is. And then of course our president would come away from that having just shat on Trudeau and the Canadians. Comes off you of that. You pissing off Canadians, brother. Right. <laughs> Trudeau is up there like we are nice people, but even we are we quite have perturbed with <laughs> this. And and he's right. Listen, if we, we look, have a limit, if, this is our line. If, if we are to look from a love actually perspective, if mm-hmm. you've seen that movie, yeah, I hate right, that movie. Right, I know you like well, it. But I yeah, sure. <laughs> Forty five is uh, Billy Bob Thornton, and right now we need Justin Trudeau to be Hugh Grant and, as much as possible, <laughs> and just tell him off because he's insane. But the uh, the other thing he said was, uh, so Mr. President. In some time, you said this thing's gonna work. This uh, quote unquote agreement between you and Kim Jong un. What's gonna happen in six months if this doesn't work out? And he said, Well, my gut's usually pretty good, and I know when something's gonna work out, but if it doesn't work out, um, well, I probably won't admit that I'm wrong, but I'll make up some other excuse for why it didn't work out. Wow. Just straight up said, I wouldn't admit that I'm wrong, but I'll make wow. up something else. We're at the point now where it's just fodder for entertainment and no one's actually taking this seriously. And that's his that's his power is that he's able to float in and out of this space of absurdism and just be a child one minute and expected to be an adult the next minute. Um, I'm going to go on a tangent for a second. We're still related to this. Go for it. Can we please deport uh, Melania Trump? Say more. She wore a jacket from Zara for $39. You know what the jacket reads in the back? What's that? I really don't care, do you? And this is the jacket she wore when she was going to Texas? Texas. Yep. Wait, what? (laughs) No! I... I'm hurting so much inside. Are you that daft? That are you that obtuse to think that that was an appropriate? How big is the writing? You're swiveling around the camp. Whoa! It's a. It takes up the entire back of the jacket from her neck to her ass. This is this is intentional. Absolutely, this is intentional. It's intentional. It's absolutely it's, it's intentional. Oh Wear my god! Wear this on your trip. Oh we don't care. Do god. you? That's super intentional. It's absolutely intentional. You don't over because you never wear presidential wear that doesn't have writing on. You always wear presidential writing that has no writing on it. Yeah. Predominantly. Right. To have something that large printed on your first of all, that's thirty nine dollars. Yeah. Shit, that's cheap. <laughs> it's Zara, of course. I mean, Zara's, like, higher-end H&M. H&M. I can't believe. Yeah, so... Um, she really... Let's deport oh, her. I, let's deport 45. Let's deport all of them. I would like all of them to be gone. What I said before this... This is a moment where I like that we have 
guns available like let's just take over <sighs> let's just do no it. who's the let's who who is us because who are you talking about the hipsters in Williamsburg? Yeah, man. Who, we suck. Liberals, liberals don't mess with guns. I know. We don't do but the anything. the one time I want us to. All we do is like shoot our Care Bear stream of stars and hearts out and just like fighting people with love. And they're just like, you know, we got guns, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Just like, what I said to you before we started the cast was I saw that Melania was going to Texas. Yep. And I thought. And she was wearing that damn green jacket. Well, I didn't see the jacket at the time when I thought like. Okay, so the the administration is being perceived as being uh, acrimonious to this whole uh, backlash against liberals about the camps and all this sort of stuff. So we're gonna send a the woman, mom. the mom, the and, nurturer. Right. There. And I'm thinking like, and do you know how much she, of an, she's going there because um, she felt like a connection to because of children, like she's a, she's a mother. mother and, you and know, I'm thinking like, things. I'm thinking if it's any kind of hot or too humid in those uh, facilities, Icebox Melania will just like cool everything down <laughs> with her just coldness. And I thought, but at least she'll smile for the cameras and all that. What now, smile? You mean the, the one that she, she like? Yeah, she she's like never pops. shown. She's never yeah. shown. But then to find out, I'm thinking, I was literally thinking, in my heart of hearts, she does not care, but she'll put on face. She doesn't care so much so that she's going to wear it on her clothes someone told her to wear that i'm sure i'm sure someone told her to wear and i'm that. sure she felt fine about that because she really that is like they a moral, don't give a shit that is like a i don't have a like a broken moral compass that i just cannot actually understand or fathom we're in a so and i said this before 2016 and i say it again the pendulum in 2008 through 2016 swang Swang? Swang? Swung? Swung. It's a Midwest thing, <laughs> y'all. Uh, oh, shout out funny. to Nelly and the St. Lunatics. Uh, <laughs> the the pendulum swung so far from Bush yeah. to Obama. Which even wasn't that far. It was just because he was black it will, that, that for, made it super far for For you people. and me, yeah. Like, for you and me, it wasn't that far. Like, for them, it was tremendous. I was just like, the brother wasn't even as liberal as we wanted him to be. Right. At his second term, he not give up. Yeah, that a damn care in the world. As a I, person who campaigned for him, I was just like, I get it. I get it. You got to play the game the first half. Right. And then just like, as you do in basketball. As you do. And, and for, you know, but then for the, the white conservatives out there, they lost Bush Sr. Or sorry, Bush Jr. Um, and went into this black American, half white, mind you. Right. And he came in here with this whole Cuba thing with like legalizing pot in some states, gay marriage came through, right. like all of this stuff was changing. You know, gun reform, like call for that. Yeah. Everyone we was were saying, Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, we, we were, were becoming Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh, people thought this is moving so fast yeah. on a progressive tip. I'm going to lose my marbles. So we they overcorrected. We overcorrected. And instead, that's why you get women like the first lady getting on a plane to go meet some children. And it says, I don't give a shit. On oh, her coat. my God. Like, that's how if you want to know how good the presidency of 44 was, you can look at what we have now as a reaction to that. Yeah, that's as bad as this one was. That lets me know how history is going to remember the one we just had. I just, I, you must be so, you must not give a flying no. fuck you, for you to wear that, to visit 
children, babies. Yeah. Wow. And this is the other thing. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday, and when me and her were talking, I'm just like, we don't care about white babies dying. Remember Sandy Hook? Oh, right. Uh, Newport, Sandy. Oh, well, not Newport. Was it was Sandy Newtown. Hook. It was Newtown. Newtown, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we don't care about white babies dying. We don't care about black babies dying. And they're all American. Right. Right? Or quote unquote American, right? And then you think we're going to care about people who aren't American and yeah, brown? Yeah, for sure. You kidding me? Uh, I've, I'm in a. I'm definitely angry. I'm definitely feeling shock. But I'm also feeling pity for the people in this administration for how their souls must feel. Like to be to be the kind of person to publicly broadcast that you don't care about children and their families, your soul I'm on like, the inside is, has to It's disgusting. You your life must be pretty hollow. Like you must feel this overwhelming emptiness and a, a lack of happiness in your life that can never be filled. Like for you, for I would have to be so depleted of joy in my life to take an opposition to children and families. I don't understand. I like I truly I'm geez. I'm so like angry at this that I'm like, hmm. Okay. There's a, there's a so uh, this podcast is uh, brought to you by uh, Headspace. Uh, <laughs> it is a an app. Talkspace. Talkspace. Thank <laughs> you. Talk Headspace. <laughs> you should get some Headspace too because meditation is important. But um, Talkspace. If you need to talk to a therapist, um, if you're let's say the first lady. And you don't care about children, and you tell the world that uh, you don't care what happens to them and their families, you should probably talk to somebody. So, Talkspace, free licensed therapist, call anytime. I'm. I quit. Like, I don't. Uh, fuck. I don't know how we go on with this cast at this point. What do we have left? Not I even. mean, we, we're going to talk we about. We said we weren't going to talk about politics, and we just did. <laughs> Let's just erase everything that we just did. Let's start over and talk about the last thing on here. No. Okay. You you stay there. I'm going to stay here. You just be there. I'm just going to say something on the pop culture tip and close out on this because it is pales in comparison to everything that we just talked to, talked about, but because I am someone who is completely in the dark most of the time with relates relations to pop culture, I'm going to end on a love piece. Okay. One person uh, that I follow mm, off and on on YouTube uh, and another person have come together in uh, engagement to be married. Okay. Pete Davidson is one of my favorite comedians. Yeah, he's I've watched really him funny. since he was a teenager. I saw him at the... Uh, Comedy Cellar? Yeah. Yeah. I saw him when he was still had like no pubes and <laughs> talked about no he was literally talking about just his body changing kind of thing yeah because he's um, he, has, he has a very um, interesting past yes yes yeah. he does and so I watch him anytime he has a cameo in something yeah. I just think he's a fun guy and he's also open to talking about his own mental wellness yeah and struggles super dope in that. yeah yeah he's like very very grounded in his his journey um, for just stability and being the best person he can be. Uh, Going off of that in his time on Saturday Night Live, I was then shocked to find out he is now engaged to who? Ariana Grande. What the <laughs> fuck? As How a, did this happen? It happens. Um, mm. <laughs> so they were like dating, I guess, like casually, and apparently now they're engaged. 
this happened i just want to say like like two weeks it was two weeks (laughs) it was very it was 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 something really short and both of them just came off of relationships and i'm shocked that i know who these people are i know i'm I, was I can't perplexed. believe I'm talking about I this. I was perplexed when I saw it in your notes, and I was like, Alex knows those? I mean, I know you know Pete Davidson, because we've talked about Pete yeah. Davidson before, um, off mic, but I was like, you know who Ariana Grande is? <laughs> it doesn't seem clear to me why these two are together, but sometimes something's working something's for them. Something's working. And so Pete was dating Larry Davidson's daughter. Yes. And Ariana was dating uh, Mac Miller. Yeah, and it was a pretty abusive, like he was abusing drugs and stuff like that, so it was like a tough... I th- yeah, okay. So they got out of those, and now they're together. And Pete got her initials tattooed on him. Mm-hmm. And he also got some black bunny ears yeah. alluding to her. Her, yeah. So I'm thinking about... And, and he just confirmed that they are engaged. Yes, this is confirmed from multiple sources. Look, man. I, you listen, All I gotta say, I hope it if works. you like it, I love it. I Great. hope it works out. Me I too. just When you look at an Ariana Grande, you think to yourself... I know what kind of person she'd be into. And then you meet Pete Davidson was on Jimmy Fallon. Uh And Jimmy's like, hey, man, congratulations. What does it feel like? He says, oh, you know, you remember when Jeter retired and they ran that commercial for him where when people see him, they just like tip their hats? Yeah, yeah. I get that a lot now. Guys (laughs) just walk past me and they just like tip. Like, well done. One guy came up to me and said, thanks, man. You gave me hope. Okay. So Well, all I got to say is like attraction is weird and yeah. sometimes you're attracted to people that you would have never expected or you're like I didn't think that was going to happen or you know like I'm I never a, looked yeah. at you like that way or I'm a fan of Pete Davidson. I see in him like really great things. And so it, what it tells me is I don't know Ariana Grande all that well for her to be um for her to see the good in Pete the way that I would, I thought she was more superficial than that. And now I see she's, she's down a, with it. So I mean, but she's also I'm, gone through some stuff too because she was there during, know you know, that. the in London, there was the shooting that happened in sure. her concert. Sure. And so that's a lot. She had a lot of trauma with that. And you also just don't know what people are going through. Like just because mm. they look a certain way or oh, do sure. a certain thing doesn't mean that's who they are. I was making assumptions for sure that she was, I thought of her as like a diva-esque type person. And Pete, I thought of as a more grounded person mm-hmm. um very open and vulnerable in those yeah. ways but also like make self-deprecating making fun sure, of herself yeah. i always thought she was more so on a pedestal and right. a little more pre uh, and proper right so it's interesting to see this happen but hey um Love the is two weird. of them are they're both the same age and they're both going through like celebrity yeah and i think for them like this seems if it to works, work it works so congratulations and i'm glad that love actually can happen that's that's how I wanted to. I have just no other comments. <laughs> bow. Right on top. I have no other comments because I have lots of feelings about all of this. But in any whatever, it is what it is. Wish them the best of luck. Yes. Let's talk about basketball. Let's do it. Boom. All right. It is time to talk about some basketball. Um. So if you didn't know. <laughs> Two weeks ago, uh, the Golden State Warriors took some brooms and swept the Cleveland Cavaliers. Looked like that scene from Fantasia. Sure. I don't remember Fantasia. Oh, the brooms scene? I do just not. marching brooms everywhere. It's fine. Uh, Sweeping. It's, okay. It's all Fantasia? Fantasia? Fantasia. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. I've never seen Fantasia. Oh. That's why I'm confused, confuzzled. We'll do that on, uh, next week. Oh, okay. It'll be a fun time. Cool. Um, so, none of us are surprised by this. No. Because we I'm... saw this happening game one and two. No, I, was, um, I have no thoughts on yeah. it. Yeah. Three and, game three and four, if we wanted to... We don't even have to like process game three and four. It was trash. Yeah. I don't have any thoughts. Yeah. And Kevin Durant was uh, the MVP. Yeah. Finals MVP. Yep. Um, wow, so we have a lot to say about this. <laughs> the game of basketball sure has been exciting the last four years. <laughs> you know what's sad to me? That the f- conference finals were more exciting. Because that was the finals. Than the finals. Yeah. We were Ugh. all hoping that the Rockets were going to win. And that it didn't told us exactly how it was going to end. So I was, yeah, I I was done with the finals, like, um, what, three weeks ago? Yeah. You're like, oh, it's all done. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, like Alex, there's more basketball. You're is like, Bri, Bri, you know what's going to happen. This is done. Yeah. It was, it <laughs> kinda, like, Matthew Delavadova is not walking through those doors. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. Kyrie Irving's not walking through those doors. Um, so congratulations to the Warriors. Congratulations to Kevin Durant. Uh, yay. Um, did you see the t-shirt that Draymond wore? No, I didn't. I purposely did not look at anything mm-hmm. re- okay. regarding the parade outside of like um, the Hennessy mm-hmm. thing being given to somebody else mm-hmm. instead of oh, JR. Oh, that's cute. Um, that's cute. That's that was cute. a thing. Um, yeah. I really, I truly was just like, I'm happy for them. I'm glad that they, you know, great. You got another W. I'm happy for them in the same. Steph Curry has the same amount of championships as LeBron. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm, uh, I'm happy for them in the way that I think it feels good that your hard work pays off to get a championship. But at the same time, it doesn't. It has to not feel as good as if you were the underdog. Like yeah. when you're so overwhelmingly the favorite yeah. from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. Yeah. Like it's just kind of a foregone conclusion. It almost feels like. I, I feel like your mm. your meter, your mm-hmm. metric of joy and euphoria probably is is lower. Mm. In that regard. Yeah. I don't know. I've never won three championships in four years, so no. maybe it feels like pissing diamonds every day. I don't know. Okay. Um, Draymond's t-shirt during the parade. You remember last year how he wore the quickie t-shirt with mm-hmm. the play on the Quicken Loans Arena from yeah. Cleveland? Yeah. Got the Cavs out of there quick. <laughs> Cleveland sucks. <laughs> Yo. Um, Draymond's such a troll. I love Draymond it. this year wore a black t-shirt. The rest of the team wore these white championship t-shirts. He wore a black t-shirt. With the, uh, the Arthur, the meme? Arthur fist. I love it. With with the three rings on it, and it just said mood. And oh, I, my God, couldn't. I was just like Draymond. I my and he hats also off. talked about how he, you know, how when they won, mm-hmm. when everything was done, mm-hmm. he didn't like shake hands with Tristan Thompson. I and didn't see that. So that didn't happen. And he said in the interview later at the parade, he's I like, I did that for Chloe. No, that's actually would be funny. Um, no, but he said, I talked to one of those Cavs players and I said, yo, Tristan, we're not cut from the same cloth. And that's why he didn't give him uh, like, you know, some of us are not cut the same. Some of us are soft. Like he was just saying all these things. He's such a troll. He, he's. I cannot wait for his uh, upside to drop off. <laughs> I cannot wait for him to eat some humble pie and see what that looks like. Um, I love, I enjoy it now right. because it's fodder. Right. But um, when he actually, you remember... 
when Paul Pierce was in his twilight and he was about to retire. He was on the Clippers and Draymond was playing the game. Pierce was on the bench and Draymond said something to him along the lines of, what, they don't love you. You ain't Kobe. They don't love you like that. Yeah. It was like, this is Paul Pierce you're talking about. This is the truth. <laughs> and you're out here spitting. He's he's as bad. No, he's not as bad as Kevin Garnett, but he's in the same category of right. trash talkers. But anyway, um, yeah, when he cools it one year, sometime when he's not as good as he is now, we'll find out soon because he's due for a max contract mm-hmm. at the end of this year, and that's what he's going to be going for. And I don't know if the Warriors are going to pay him that. So the Warrior Dynasty may be in jeopardy. Mm. We'll see. see. Especially with this free agency. So, yeah, let's talk about that. Do you want to tell people what free agency is? I mean, it's the time in the year when some players have the right to go wherever they want to go. It usually starts July 1st. Like, that's the date Mm -hmm. that free agency can begin. Mm -hmm. But things kind of transpire after the finals, like after the finals are done. And already we know that um, What's-His-Face is going to Brooklyn Nets. Um, Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard. Well, that was a trade. That was a trade, yes. Who did they get for... Mozgov and some cash, I believe. Oh. No, no, because they're trying to get rid of Mozgov's uh, contract. I think they gave a draft pick. Oh, okay. But um, either way... So trades and things like that happen, and then there's players whose contract is up, mm-hmm. and this is when they're a free agent, and they could potentially mm-hmm. continue on with the squad that they're in, do right. extended contracts, um, or they could go to another, um, another location. Yep. Um, so... The decision 1.0 was a couple of years ago, several years ago, uh, when LeBron made the decision to go to take his talents to South Beach when mm-hmm. he went to Miami, and people were pretty pissed about that. Um, were they? Cleveland was. I don't remember. <laughs> yes, you do. I kind of blocked that out. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's going to make decision 2.0 this because LeBron's contract is up and he is going to be a free agent. He already did 2.0. Oh, yeah, when he came back. When he yeah, came back yeah, to yeah. yeah, so this is 3.0, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, so there's a lot of uh, rumors. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of rumors of where he's going to go. Some people think L.A. Some people think the Pelicans. Some people think Philly. Some people think Boston. I think we will know when he tells us. He's, uh, like he did during 1.0. Going to wait to see where other things fall. Yep. Before, but he, he has till the 29th to let the Cavs know what he what he's thinking of June. Of June. Yes. Yeah. And he's going to tell them, "Hey, I'm exploring free agency, so just be ready for that." With the collective bargaining agreement, yeah, being what it is in free agency, there is an advantage financially for players uh, if they stay in the team with the team they're with. If they were to stay, it's if you've been with a team for five years. If you had a five-year contract with the team you're currently with, you stand to get a five-year contract worth a Supermax deal. In mm-hmm. a case like a Kawhi Leonard, if he stayed with the Spurs at the end of next year, he could get $205 plus million for over five years. So it's like 40 plus a year. With this collective bargaining agreement, if you choose to go somewhere else, you can only get a max of four years mm-hmm. and a significantly less amount of money, let's say like 140 mil, like you're gonna lose out on $80 million and a guaranteed year kind of situation. Uh, with LeBron, he hasn't been with the Cavs for five years. Right. So for him, 
it's either sign another one-year contract with the Cavs to then get the five-year Supermax, or you can just take your money wherever you want to go because you're only going to get four four year supermax anyway right so he's gonna he's already said he's gonna get his money right and he deserves it i mean he's oh, for sure. Sure. like he should be the highest paid player in the league if he's not no making, one's complaining he should be making 60 pl- he, no someone did the math on this a couple years ago lebron should be making close to 100 million dollars a year based on his value yeah so he's a whole city's gdp so you <laughs> yeah might that's as well. that is for sure a fact I don't know where he's going to go. I don't think anybody knows where LeBron's going to go because he's waiting on people like the other dominoes. So the big free agents we got, we're looking at right now. Mm-hmm. Kawhi. Well, he's not even a free agent. Kawhi's not a free agent, but right. he has expressed interest. In leaving the Spurs. Sorry. Interest is too soft a word. He wants to get the fuck out of San yeah. Antonio. Yep. He, so There's some bad, ju- bad blood there. We'll talk about that in a second. Paul George. Yes. Of Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. He's up. Uh... Kevin Durant's a free agent. He ain't going nowhere. Yeah. If it ain't broke, he ain't going to fix it. Chris Paul Mm -hmm. is a free agent. DeMarcus Cousins. These are some key free agents. That would be a pretty tight squad. Which one? Who you just said. Oh, like all those people? Yeah. Yeah, sure. (laughs) With LeBron? Of course. That would be stupid. But we don't think... I mean, not every team can afford even two of these players no, maybe so the, one if they're lucky the lakers have cap room to do it but they might have to give up some pieces and right now most people are thinking the los angeles lakers stand to have right a good team right. next year i don't know i mean do you have any prognostication on where some of these good use of the word by the way <sighs> thank you um i can like i think people want to see or would like to see Kawhi LeBron and uh Chris no, yeah Paul no, George Paul George go I to I mind seeing Chris Paul too uh to LA yeah um to the Lakers I just I truly like I don't I don't I can't even make an educated mm. guess even if we think of numbers and like who has the money who has a cap space on all those different things I'm like I truly I am perplexed of what is going to... Like, of all of the seasons of basketball, mm-hmm. this is the one season I'm just like, I don't even know. No, I I'm, don't either. And no. I'm sitting here just waiting to... Fe- like, when, like, on the 29th, when it finally comes out where... Or what LeBron told the Cavs, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in my desk like, oh my god. <laughs> and we know these players are already talking to each other. Oh, absolutely. They, are... There's a there's a group chat already yeah. that has been established. I would hope that no receipts come out because I I want to I want to be surprised I don't want to like yeah. screenshot text messages right. between LeBron and Paul George or whatever but right. um, I'm just interested to see if they do go to LA how he's gonna mesh with like the Lonzo and the Kuzma well, crew because well, you know they like to beef a little bit sure you know what sure I'm sure well they told him and you saw that uh, where Magic sat them down and was like cool it you guys need to stop punking each other on social media <laughs> because we are trying to attract some all stars we're to trying complain. to be professional. <laughs> here y'all running around like children so if y'all didn't know lonzo ball and kyle kuzma have just been like riffing on each other and talking shit and being a bunch of 19 year olds okay right. that's what they're doing right. that's what they this is what 19 year olds do in college or like in the streets like that's just what they do um they're being boys uh who can shave that's literally all it is <laughs> but also we- lonzo jacked up 
Oh yeah, Lonzo put on some muscle yeah. this year. It was yeah. just really good. That's yeah, I was very, like, I was like, all right, Lonzo, good job. It's very good. I mean, from year one to two, you should start doing that within the first three years. Like, yeah. yeah oh, I can't. Kyle Kuzma's gonna be a beast in three yeah. years, man. It's gonna be. It's gonna be um, great. But we mentioned Kawhi Leonard. He's not a free agent, but he has straight up said that he doesn't want to be in San Antonio. Yeah. If you're LeBron James, do you want to play with Kawhi Leonard, who is arguably the third best player in the league when healthy? When healthy. Who's one and two? Uh, LeBron and KD. No, I think personality-wise, it's... he. I think he may be too quiet for... For LeBron. What do you mean? In that, I think Kawhi, he's such an internal processor, very much so like Kyrie, that I don't think it's going to work. Are you thinking the same thing? <laughs> exactly the same <laughs> thing. I'm glad you said it. Yes. I said, this is why we're friends. I was like, I was like I was, people are saying, we have a, one, do we want to have another super team as much shade as we're throwing at Kevin even, Durant? Even though LeBron started the super team conversation, so let's... I'm saying he yeah. forms super teams, he doesn't join super teams. That's... But, unless he goes to Houston, and then is he not doing what Kevin Durant did? It would be is a punk-ass move. Okay. I would, call, I would call it a punk-ass move, absolutely. Okay. All right. So he... Yeah, people are like, what if Kawhi, him, and Paul George are together? I'm thinking, if I'm LeBron... I would not want to play I with Kawhi. Don't want to play with Kawhi because this this guy, as good as he is, is a powder, and he does not express any. Does mm-mm. he have feelings? He has feelings, but he doesn't talk about them. Right, and then it fuss, if it boils over to him then wanting to leave a team. So you got twenty. Look, let's look at the San Antonio franchise. Mm-hmm. One of the best franchise not just in basketball but all of sports from rc buford at the top running management to the greatness that is pop um, greg popovich who's in charge of usa basketball now like he and lebron have a great relationship he is respected across the league not just on the court but off the court and he's had tim duncan he's Mm -hmm. had tony parker he's had david robinson he's had these storied players who have done five championships I don't think it's Pop. I think it's Tony. Because Tony said the thing about his injury and how his injury was worse than Kawhi's injury. He said that and that hurt. A hundred times worse. So it hurt his feelings. It hurt his feelings. But then also Pop, when asked about how's Kawhi doing, Pop said, I don't know. You'd have to ask his people. And when he says his people, he's talking about his agent, Kawhi's agent, and Kawhi's uncle, Mm -hmm. who is basically Kawhi's father figure Mm -hmm. because his dad was murdered back Mm -hmm. in the day. So he and his uncle are like tight. Right. So when he says like ask his people. It's a little disrespectful. Yeah, he doesn't Kawhi doesn't jive with that. Yeah, no, it makes sense. So Pop wanted to talk to Kawhi and the the word out there, and I have no doubt about this, is that Kawhi has been intentionally avoiding talking to Pop and being hard to reach with the Spurs organization. So they're saying, Hey Kawhi, can we talk about this? Can we talk about this? And Kawhi is Doing literally this, which 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 I think would frustrate LeBron. Oh, I would to punch know him. It. Punch him in the face. Like it's called communication, buddy. That's how relationships work. Seriously. <laughs> um, so I don't think that's gonna work. Um, and I think I read somewhere that the Spurs were not going to trade him to any of the Western Conference teams. So. But I feel like you have to. Again, this is what people are if, saying. If, is that gonna happen? I don't know. If LA wanted him. 
if the Lakers wanted him, which is what he's expressed, right? They can get him because he's made that clear. Kawhi has made it hard for San Antonio to trade him because now if everyone knows you have a one-year contract right. where if San Antonio chooses to keep you, you can just sit out the whole year like you did this year. Right. Like you're young and you're trying to... And just to, get paid. Just get paid. It's yeah. fine. But if you go somewhere else and they trade for you, no team in the East is going to take you knowing that you will go to L.A. the next year. Um, it's quite certain that you're probably just going to go to where you want to go and leave them with nothing and they just traded for you. So... How do you ship? How does Popovich call up the Cleveland Cavaliers and say, "Hey, I know you're trying to keep LeBron. I'll give you Kawhi, and you know, send me some of your bad contracts, like Tristan Thompson or whoever." Mm-hmm. And then Cleveland says, "Yeah, we're trying to keep LeBron for like five okay. years, <laughs> but if LeBron thinks Kawhi is going to leave and go to L.A., right? I can't keep LeBron right. with the promise that Kawhi will stay here. It's not good enough." Yeah. You're not playing with certainty. So I, don't, I don't know. I I don't. I think Kawhi ends up in L.A. if the Lakers think he's healthy enough because that quad injury wasn't treating him super well. But to do that... What was his quad injury? Was it a strain? A sprain? It, I don't know. It was a lingering thing. A tendonitis thing? I don't know. It was more the meat of the quad, I think. Sure. It was like some tear. I don't know. But Oof. overall, like Tony had it. He had it. And um, but to get Kawhi, you're gonna have to give up some pieces, and that means Lonzo, Kuzma, maybe Brandon Ingram might be out of town. Ooh. Then you get more cap space, and then you could get a LeBron, a Paul George, a Paul George, yeah. You could bring in all this, but then again, does LeBron want to play? If I were LeBron, you tell me. I mean, I would love to play for Magic Johnson, Genie Bus, yeah, Rob Polenko. And um, that whole front office is, a, is dope. They yeah, got they're it together. Dope, they're a dope crew. They, I, Jeannie Buss seems like she, one, she's gutsy. Like to fire mm-hmm. your brother. Yeah. Like for the greatness We've of this organization. Yeah. yeah, I would be with that. And the Magic cares so much about this that he's getting fined for tampering every six months. So <laughs> I would do this organization. Um, Luke Walton as a coach. Definitely good for young players. Right. But if I'm LeBron James and I can accept that I've never played for a particularly historic coach, right. Luke Walton looks to be from the pedigree of the Steve Kerr's in the Golden State. Yeah. And he I mean, could he, be he's a been Laker trained legend. by that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I could. And he's also been coached under Phil Jackson. Yeah. So like maybe I can get something from Luke Walton. Right. I don't know, man. This I'm, I'm excited for what the free agency is going to be like because that's. The exciting, because like you know, we talked about this before. It's just baseball right now, and I, I, yeah, and it's fine. Like I'll I'll watch a game here and there, but it's it's more fun to watch it at the stadium, and I don't got time to be spending this kind of money. Um, nah. but um, yeah. So and Kyrie, uh, to talk about my favorite player, his movie's out now. Is it? It's out next week, the twenty sixth, I think. Uncle Drew will be out next week. Can't wait to go see it. Can we go see that? Yes. Let's let's see. I was about to say, I'm like, uh, I feel like we would it would be sacrilegious if we didn't. We have to go do that. (laughs) Um, Cannot wait. He uh, said he's not signing an extension with the Celtics just yet, Mm -hmm. Um, and it doesn't make sense because next year he'll be a free agent. He can make a lot of money with the Celtics. Mm 
Um, but the Celtics might not need Kyrie because like, they have a pretty good thing going right now. They got uh, everything. <laughs> <laughs> so why did, is your voice apparently? Did, what was that? Did, I just feel like Danny Ainge is playing with Monopoly money, and everybody <laughs> else is like trying to compete. <laughs> and he's just he's got everything. So uh, Kyrie might go somewhere, um, and he right now doesn't know where his place stands with the right. uh, Celtics. So it's just a Kyrie update on where that's going and. Something completely unrelated. Yeah. But going back to what we started off this half of the cast with, Mm -hmm. I saw something the other day, Mm -hmm. a statistic on Kevin Durant. Uh huh. Was it something about him being a punk ass? (laughs) You be the judge. (laughs) Okay. It's uh, a stat that showed during this season, Kevin Durant loses his shoe on average once every eight games. He did that during, um, like, losing it on the court? Yes. It happened during the finals. Yes. And I remember, I think I told him, like, is that, whose pink shoe is that? That's and you're Kevin like, that's, Ke- that's Kevin Durant's. Yes. I'm like, oh, okay. He loses his shoe. Does he not know how to games. tie his shoes? Like, what's going on, buddy? He <laughs> normally wears a size 17. Uh-huh. He wears an 18 on the court. Why? He likes being able, once his shoe falls off, to just slip it back on. And he likes the feel of that shoe, one size up. Ah. <clears throat> uh. He doesn't... That sounds dangerous. I've worn shoes one size... Like, when I try on shoes, like, mm-hmm. a size bigger than mm-hmm. what I wear. Mm-hmm. And it's not comfortable. Like, gym shoes, heel. I mean, heels make sense why it's not comfortable, but, like... He wants toe sneakers. room. He likes toe room. A lot of basketball heads really like tight sneakers. Yeah. For uh, lockdown. Yeah. He prefers... Well, exactly. Less lockdown, more toe room, and that's why you see his shoe come off most of the time. That's the actually really funny. He's okay. an idiot. He's, <laughs> he's a, no, I just I just want people to know that we are planning on posting a, a repost of a meme <gasps> that has made us laugh several times on Katie's expense. It'll make sense once Kevin, you go on our gram. <laughs> I just am not a fan of Kevin Durant at all, but to find out that he wears one size up on his shoe, because that's just what he does... I'm like, you know what, Kevin Durant is your world, man. Do what you want to do. He just released his second, no, or sorry, his 11th sneaker yeah. with Nike, I believe, the KD11. Uh-huh. And uh, it's real sexy in terms of the tech. Yeah. So I'll say that the new shoe doesn't look like spectacularly good in style, not mm-hmm. as good as the 9 and the 10, but at least uh, what he's bringing as far as tech-wise mm-hmm. supposed to hit the the sneaker game hard so we'll see how that does oh i almost forgot did you see speaking of the first half with jay-z did you see his move in basketball who jay-z oh yes so jay-z i'm why did we talk about this what's wrong with us i don't know uh jay-z is the president of basketball operations for puma yeah which is going to be dope. And Puma has signed what would most likely be the first and second round, I mean, the first and second pick of the draft today. Yeah. Um, and I just found out they signed a third player also. Oh, who did they the sign? the draft. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. from Missouri. Wow. So they got three of the top 10 uh, draft uh, picks for tonight. Yeah. 
the potential draft picks that's happening tonight. So we'll see. Most likely top yeah. ten. But yeah, yeah. Puma came in. Jay Z and Puma just said, "Listen, um, we're gonna make this happen." And he talks about it in in the album. Oh, really? He talks about that Puma money. I was like, "Oh!" <laughs> I was like, ooh, "Puma, ooh, Puma." Ooh. I see what you're doing, Puma. You got Rihanna. You got him. You got Meek Mill. You just the and, and they got Kylie Jenner too. But uh, and Kylie Jenner. Yeah. So Puma's sliding on this lifestyle tip. Yeah. And which they've always been. No, in. they've always been like they had hot Puma shoes. I've always liked. Their and shoes now like that. basketball division wise they're trying to hype that up these players that they got coming be, in this is a dope draft yeah class. Um, it is but i was i don't know if it's the best but it's pretty dope people are calling the first one the the clyde court disruptor that's the first basketball shoe coming off the line that andre ayton um porter jr these people will wear so it's the the first signature well it's not quote signature mm-hmm. shoe but first Modern basketball shoe by Puma in a long time since Vince Carter was their, like, rep. Uh-huh. That was 1998. Yeah. So, welcome back 20 years later. Right. Because they um, were only... They, it was a long contract and only did it for a year, right? Yeah, like I think two was, or something. Or, yeah, it was, like, so short. short. It was, like, a 10-year contract that they made in two a year. Yeah, it Like, was they terrible. stopped it. Yeah. It was terrible. So, now they're coming back with this, and uh, they attributed the first sneaker to a guy they signed to a lifetime contract just recently, Clyde... Drex, or sorry, Clyde Drexler, Clyde Frazier. Yeah. Um, legendary Nick won a championship with them in 73, mm-hmm. I believe. So the first Puma signature shoe was Clyde the Glides um, Puma sneaker. So this is what they're attributing to the first sneaker in 2018 that they're introducing. I saw pictures of it in the neon uh, colorway. Have you seen this? No. It's, um, it's got all the har- hallmarks of a modern basketball shoe with a lightweight knitted upper, huh. um, a, like a sock-like ankle area, mm-hmm. and stability around all the parts you need stable with the Puma logo running from ankle to forefoot. It looks good. The What no one's talking about, and I think this is going to be a little controversial in the potential legal side of things right if puma starts to really make noise in the industry competing with nike like, and adidas, adidas in the next five years yeah uh no one's talking about the cushion system in it uh-huh. i mean your basketball players jumping up and down running right over these courts like it matters what you have for cushion How, yeah what they're landing on inside yeah. the ru- it's a translucent rubber that mm-hmm. comes up along the medial and lateral side of the shoe where you can see the foam through it uh-huh it looks like Boost. I was about to say, I'm like, does it look like Boost? It is, from what I can tell, it's those are Boost pellets inside of it. And there's something that Puma is calling NRG, mm-hmm. which is basically from the same company, BASF, who mm-hmm. made Boost, the company over in Germany. Yeah. They also had a contract with Puma at the same time and made the same technology for Wild. them. Well, that Adidas took them to court on it and said... You're taking our tech, but the court ruled in favor of Puma saying you both contracted independent companies to do this. And yeah. the companies delivered products to both of you yeah. as agreed upon. There was never any clause in there about not selling this to the competition. Right. So like Puma has NRG, Adidas has Boost. They are the same thing. That's wild. And, his, and the last time they did this, they have some running shoes with Puma that have yeah. this in it. Yeah. And they sell for way cheaper than, than Boost Adidas does. Boost. Because like my Adidas Boost running shoes were like $200. Yeah. And you can get the same one for Puma. Sorry. For like $100, $120. What? So like... 
Like my it's favorite running cheap. shoes are $180. That's how much I spent. Yeah. Because Adidas knows what they... Well, they're also contracted with uh, Continental Rubber, mm. which is a nice, durable, tacky rubber, yeah, which is yeah. nicer too. But like Puma gives a cheaper shoe with same tech, but less maybe aesthetic mm-hmm. than Puma. So we'll see what Jay-Z does in the aesthetic lifestyle side of the basketball division Mm -hmm. because if the tech is good and the players coming in this year's draft say right yeah i love my pumas i wear my glides every time i play right and it's gonna it's gonna get traction if people are playing on the courts with those things like don't get traction hey under armor i'm just saying look out right there's new there's new people on the block we'll see if puma makes some noise this year interesting well, we'll see. You want to talk about some dope people? Yep. Let's do it. All right, folks, it is time to talk about some dope people. All right. Tell us who your dope person is, Alex. I'm choosing the big O. The big O? Oscar Robertson. Ooh. Who will be honored this Monday. Mm-hmm. Coming Monday. The NBA uh, Awards. And during the NBA Awards for the awesome. Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah, he's he's achieved some stuff in his lifetime. It's been pretty big. So What about him, though? Talk about the big O. Um, just briefly, I just I don't have much to say other than uh, he has been always considered one of the greatest 50 players of all time in NBA history. And when you're talking Mount Rushmore, I've heard his name come out of some people's mouths. Sure. And I'll tell you we just... We consider him like top 10. I would have no problem putting him in the top 10. Yeah, I think he deserves to be in the top 10. Cool. Even, I mean, he's up. Him and Jerry West, two people who get looked over a lot for having been some of the greats in history. But it was a different time, whatever. Um, Just briefly, I will just say, we all know that he was the, well, I'll leave that to the end. If you didn't know, you will know. Mm -hmm. Um, He is a Hall of Famer. He played predominantly 14 years with the Cincinnati Royals and the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm. Who are the Cincinnati Royals? They don't exist anymore. (laughs) Um, Oscar Robertson was born in 1938, way back in Tennessee, and raised in Indiana. He went to the University of Tennessee. Um, He was just dominating, killing cats, a man among boys. Uh, And then... He won the Rookie of the Year when he came into the NBA. Mm-hmm. Six foot five guard. I think mostly ran the point, but he could do shooting guard also. And he became the Rookie of the Year when he averaged thirty point five points a game and nine point seven assists in his rookie season. Thirty point five. The dude wow. was insane, and he became the first player in NBA history to average a triple double in a season and you know what russ had the other year when he well two years ago when he averaged his first of two triple doubles it was mm, 30 points it was 31 points 10 and 10 right oscar averaged 30.8 points Mm -hmm. 12.5 rebounds and 11.4 assists those are numbers you can't mess with yeah that's wild he's gonna be up there for a minute yeah, so his career, uh, averaging a career high during his MVP season of 31.4 points per game, uh, just nasty throughout his entire career, and for a while played with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and they won a championship together with the Bucks. and overall, you know, career average 25.7 points a game, nasty, nasty, 181 triple-doubles in his 
career. Wow. 181. I think Russell just passed 100. Yeah. So, Russ, uh, so he's 81 shy of the big O who holds that record. So That's wild. Lifetime Achievement Award goes to Oscar Robertson. Wow. Well deserved. Yep. I'm very excited to watch uh, the awards. Me too. Because I will watch them. Actually, I probably won't watch them. I'm like, you won't watch them. (laughs) But you'll think that I watched them. Because last year. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you watched it with me. I definitely did not. I watched it with somebody, I thought, but whatever. Yeah, some guy's feeling slighted out there. (laughs) I'm sure they're fine. Who's your dope person? Um, So my dope person is uh, 26-year-old Mariah Parker of Athens, Georgia. All right. So Mariah is my dope person because she recently, earlier this month, uh, was took her oath of office as Athens-Clark County's commissioner with her mother um, holding the autobiography of Malcolm X. Go on with your <laughs> bad self. Um, and you know how she swore in? So her mom was holding the autobiography. Mm-hmm. She put her left hand on the autobiography mm-hmm. and she put her fists up. Yes! <laughs> and I was like... This girl is my favorite human in the whole world right now. So she is really dope. One, she's 26 years old. She won this commissioner seat by 13 votes. 13 votes. So every vote matters. So it's really, really important, folks. Please go out and vote. Especially in your local election. Absolutely. Like commissioner, mayor, like the little things. She's a Sada Shakur out here. Absolutely. She is currently a doctoral student in UGA, University of Georgia, Athens, um, as a linguistics um, doctoral student. So she's going to do the public service part-time while she finishes the PhD? I think she's probably going to, yeah, or something of that nature. Do what you do. She's going to be great. Um, She, in her website, she says, why I'm running. It's time to be bold, progressive leadership. It's time for bold, progressive leadership in Athens. It's time for progress for the people. As your neighbor here in District 2, I have worked as a civil rights activist and community organizer to improve the lives of working people through Athens. As commissioner, I will listen to you, work for you, and fight for local policies that will strengthen our neighborhoods and protect our working families. It's time for a new vision for Athens, one where we finally address the poverty and discrimination that holds our community back. When this movement wins, we all win a seat at the table. Together, we can change Athens and District 2. First of all, seat at the table. That's awesome because of Solange. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And she's just like, she's a light-skinned black woman, Mm -hmm. fro. The fact that she swore like, like was sworn, Angela Davis yeah sworn in as like a like sworn in the way that she did is just super dope and I can't wait to see what her political career is gonna look like mm-hmm. she's 26 years old like that is wild and she said that like a lot of her um understanding of like the world and politics and things comes from like the tumultuous family that she had the work that she was able to do when she was in UGA and mm-hmm. um as I believe she went there for undergrad so either way, she's super dope. I'm super excited for her career and her future mm-hmm. because um, how dope it is to swear, like, be sworn in. Mm-hmm. On Malcolm X's autobiography yeah. as read to Alex Haley. Yeah. That's my favorite book. And I know I... it is. And to do it with Black Panther fist pump, Jeez. like, with your fro and just your mother um, just beaming next to you. Like, that's just amazing. I've, I've visited Athens they still maintain very well kept 
plantation houses. Yeah. And it's like stepping back in time a little bit when you're there. Yeah. People are friendly, but I definitely remember feeling like, man, as a person of color, (laughs) I feel very estranged from the the culture. Totally. So I am happy to see that she won by a narrow margin. 13 votes. Make a difference. Yeah. That's great. Well deserved. Woo! Good person. Uh, I know, man. I just I've, I've been wanting to talk about her for minutes. She should so I'm ex- get. I'm gonna give her a lifetime achievement award. That's great. <laughs> and you got it at 26. 26, man. What the hell are you doing with your life? Yeah, I'm seriously. <laughs> I'm just like, what is my day looking like tomorrow? <laughs> um. So as we end off, uh, as always, make sure you're following and listening. What is going on out there? My God. Um. Listen to us, subscribe, all those different things. Because it's off-season time, mm-hmm. we are going to be going every other week. Yep. Um, as we mentioned in the beginning of the yep, cast. Yep, 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 yep. So we won't see you next week, but we'll we'll definitely be in your ears the week after. Unless we need to do an emergency cast, because we may do that too. We've done that in the past. Oh, Lord, if Kyrie goes somewhere again, I can't. I will vomit I everywhere. Yep. I'll vomit everywhere, like I did when he first did it. <laughs> I was like, I feel sick to my stomach. Uncle Drew! <laughs> Go see Uncle Drew in theaters next week. Sponsored by Uncle Drew. Okay. Right. Sponsor our podcast. <laughs> um, but anyway, continue listening to us. Follow us. Uh, check out our social media because we got some dope things coming. Not for you, Snake. <laughs> That'll make more sense once you watch see our Instagram in a sec. Yeah, I'm so All right. tickled. <laughs> All right. All right, folks. We'll catch you later. Be dope. See ya. Thank you.